So David learned something about us today and Maggie, our oh. dog. Oh. Maggie has an on button. Yes. And there's only really one way to do it. Maggie's our dog. Is that really the one way to do it? That's the one uh-huh. thing me and Matthew do that just gets her fucking going. She gets pissed. So what we do and what we've always done is before we start to play with her, we just throw her head around a bit to get her like, get her, like like I don't know, discombobulated. confused, discombobulated. We throw her head around a bunch, and then she like looks at us, and then she starts like slowly going crazier and crazier. <laughs> and so David unknowingly shook her head a bunch of times, which is Maggie's on button. That's it. And uh, she decided to rampage. And sometimes Maggie can rampage very aggressively, um, but that's how we've played with her all our lives. And David didn't know what to expect. So David, how was that for you? Truly, I'd never seen her go that wild. <laughs> That's what got me more scared than anything. Yeah. That's why I was like, she's never, it's never been so instant uh-huh. or so prolonged. It's at least with it me. just switches. It's a at least switch. With me, but yes, because I do the same thing with Indy. So it was just a little, you know, grab. Matt had walked away to go take a shower. Dalton <laughs> was not home. So it was just me and Maggie. <laughs> and I grabbed her face and I just went, Maggie, 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 Maggie. And I shook it really hard. And then I let go, expecting that to just be that, because Indy just looks at me and then walks away. But no, she she went off. Come here, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) She jumped up. You're mine. She started coming at. She started doing her army crawl thing. Uh huh. That's my favorite Uh, part. Is it's never like a constant attack. It's like so. It's not an attack. This is the way Maggie. No, it's not an attack. Right. Yeah. So she'll come at you, and then when you like try to, you'll push her away, and you'll try and stop, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, you think we're done?" And then she like starts army crawling as if that's like gonna like. Get us to go play with her. Yeah, that's the intimidation factor. She's like, yeah, I'm not she, even worried. <laughs> she army crawls everywhere. I love it when she does that, though. She's all stretched out. Mm-hmm. She's cute. But she uh, but she had her teeth bared the whole time. And I'd never really seen her with her teeth bared either. Yeah. Just every time I see her, she's like on the verge of falling asleep. Yeah. So <laughs> usually she's 15 years old. She's showing her teeth. And I'm like, all right, are you mad at me? Are we playing? What's going on? What's going on? She's just in my face. She starts howling, but she's like, and I'm like, I can't. I can't tell, so I'm like trying to pet her a little bit. I got her to calm down at yeah. one point. And then I walk in and I look to see Dave, and David goes, uh, I think Maggie might be mad at me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I thought I broke her. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I think I broke your dog. And I've I was never like, seen Maggie mad at Nah, man, just turn on the on button. Yeah. That's yeah. So good. You just flipped the switch. No, when she was younger, uh, she was constantly at that level. Like, all the time. All, all the, the time. time. Like, all the time. You, you pet her, in, she would try to fight you. You know? Um, and then we would do this thing where she would sit down next to you and she'd be looking like forward. She wouldn't look at you cause she'd be upset for whatever reason. And so you would do this thing where you like slowly blow in her, like on, on her face and she wouldn't move her head. Her eyes would just get really big and she'd look and then she'd like, she'd, she'd want to like nonchalantly like lean in like start leaning towards you leaning towards you but she didn't want you to know that she was getting ready to like attack you it's so so funny keep blowing and her eyes get real big real big but then she can't like lunge unless her mouth moves so then you'd see that and she'd lunge at you and then it was like the minute her mouth kind of opened is when you backed up yeah and sometimes she would get you she's got me a few times but i mean you're blowing on her face expecting her to bite so if it happens it happens yeah she got me on the nose a good time once She's never actually like bit me. I'm too slow of a reaction sometimes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was my fault. But it's funny, and uh, I'm just glad David got to experience it. 
Yeah. At her at her old age as she is. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice it was a nice find. A nice new discovery in her. It's a very monotone angry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the last time this season, boys. David, roll that intro. I'm drum. I'm drummer. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 130. Week 130, guys. That's one times one plus 99 is 100. Divided by five, 20. Times five, 100. Plus 10, plus 10. 120, plus two, plus four, plus four. 130. Week 130, guys. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. This is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's, storytelling. Supernatural. And self-improvement. As much as I would love to drag this on and just annoy the hell out of everybody, uh, this is our season finale. You heard right. Surprise, everybody. Season finale episode. I know you guys were expecting it. (laughs) In May. In May. (laughs) When everybody has more time to listen during the summer. That's smart of us. But, um... Yeah, so we have some super exciting news, some really cool things that are going on. Yes, but yes, yes. Essentially, you know, if you go back and you listen to the very beginning episodes, we started this podcast to hang out and to talk and to, you know, see each other on a on a weekly basis, and we've done just that. And we did it, and we're done. Consistent. Don't need to hang out anymore. Yeah, I'm um, tired. We're, we our, decided we're all tired of each other. Our friendship is good. It, it's okay. We've stored uh, up enough energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, in in that episode, we talk about you know life's gonna change and all this stuff, um, and life has done just that. We've all, I mean, we started this podcast at our dad's house, mm-hmm. you know, and we now have our own place. David used to live, you know, uh, with his parents at the time and now has moved out to Orange County. Uh, but there's bigger news. The podcast isn't over. No, not you're, over. You're talking about it as if like we're closing it well, out, you know? Uh, well, we're going to be gone for quite a bit. Yeah, it's but it's, it's going to be an extent. Like we've it's taken a, breaks. It's summer break. It's our we're summer, it's summer, summer break. break off. Yes. I think that's what we need to say. Season finale, but it's summer break. Thank you, David. But we also start. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so Dalton, what's the what's the news? So um, I got into this uh, coding program or full stack developer program at UCLA, and um, it's this is something that I want to do as a career. I've made my decisions, and I think I'm ready for the next step. And so um, I applied, and uh, they interviewed me. And this this story brings up a. A classic for both of you, actually, that I don't know if we've talked about before, but like, how long was the interview supposed to be? The interview is supposed to be maybe 15 to 20 minutes. My interview lasted 50, and here's why. He (laughs) called me at 1230. Um, I know a lot of you don't know a lot about my job, but it's uh, it can be pretty uh, intense during 1230 to 2 o'clock, just kind of holding on till the end of the day, and he calls me when everything starts to go off. Um, if you guys don't know, I deal with a lot of behaviors and my job is for crisis communication and aversion. Um, so, uh, I have to talk a lot. I have to communicate. I have to, you know, bring kids down that are very angry. Um, I have to stop fights, things like this. So, uh, I get a call. Now I applied two weeks before this and they hadn't called me. I hadn't gotten an email. I was like, maybe I messed up. Maybe I sent the wrong email, whatever. It's fine. I didn't think about it. I was already applying to other places, but I've talked to like four or five different other places and I just wasn't feeling it. 
And so I was like, whatever, it's fine. So I get a call. I don't know where it's from. I'm like, whatever. So I answer it and I go, hello. And they're like, hey, this is a so-and-so uh, advisor from UCLA. And I was like, why is UCLA calling me? And he goes, you, you applied for our uh, full stack developer um, uh, program. And I was like, I did. You're right. And he goes, he goes, you forgot you applied? And I was like, no, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? So I start the interview and he told me, he's like, this is going to be your interview to get in. And I was like, I didn't know we had an interview process. I thought I just paid the money. So, Which is kind of wild to come from UCLA with that little of a planning thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not really my full intention. So um, the interview starts. He's asking me these really interesting questions as in like, like, not just like, okay, like, why do you want to do this? Okay, that's cool. What are you interested in? What 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 programs are you interested in? All this stuff, right? None of those questions were asked. It was all about why I want to do this and then how am I going to go about achieving these goals with with UCLA? And then it was, um, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years? And then it was like, just like these questions that like take some time to answer and explain. And he was asking a lot about my job, a lot about what I do, a lot about my hobbies, um, my friends, my support systems, just like a lot of these questions that like I was not ready for, but I was trying to answer them as best as I could. And the whole time my radio is going off. I got like two different fights and a crisis happening in a different room and they're all in my building so i have all my other pss team struggling to help <laughs> because they're trying to balance everything <laughs> and so when they're trying to help i they, i would be like i'm so sorry sir i need at least a minute i'm gonna put you on mute and i would run to the building get the kids out talk to them make it all figured out bring them back inside they're calm and i leave and and then i would get back on the phone and continue the interview like nothing happened but this guy can hear my radio when it goes off and he would hear what the kids were saying because some of the kids would walk by me and they're like, you know, what's up, bitch? Fuck you. <laughs> you know, like things like that. Uh, you know that word. <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Ending with a bang. Dog. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jesus. They called me that a lot today. Um, so, uh, so I would deal with these situations and then I would try to like get back in the zone of an interview using my interview voice trying to speak, you know, without cussing, without saying stupid shit, you know, and it, it went pretty well. So about 50 minutes goes by and then he's like, he's like, well, you know, usually we take a few days to accept somebody. He's like, but um, I really enjoyed our interview. I feel like I learned a lot about you. Thank you for being so open. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move to the next step of the process. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'm thinking it's like, you know, like I have to sign a few papers or something. He goes, we're going to give you a critical thinking problem solving quiz. <laughs> and I went, what the fuck is UCLA about? Like right there on the spot. No. So he sent me the oh, email. Oh, he okay. says, he says, as soon as you can finish this, the better. And I was like, I'll, t I'll take it tonight. I'll get it done tonight. So I did it that night. I ended up getting like a 90%. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was cool. It was, a, it was a cool little quiz, but it was a lot of weird ass questions. Like, how do you say, how, what's, what is a year's worth of time in milliseconds? And then they, you have to like explain the math. I don't know how to do that, so I um, guessed that one. Nice. But there's, I, I still have no idea how it works. So I googled it later on, and it's just, it's still very complicated. It, I thought it was a weirdish. I'm like, I'm never gonna look at the time for a year or milliseconds. So, anyways, it was cool. So the program starts in next month, and it's gonna be uh, super intensive. How um, long is it? It's about 24 weeks. 
So uh, I'm going to be a busy, busy man and trying to work out and still work full time. So it's going to be it's going to be busy for me. So we have to take a little bit of a break. And, uh, you know, it is kind of my fault. I will say this, but I it's for the better. No, I don't think it's I think we all are at that. Point. I think we all got to the same spot at the same time, because not only is that first of all, congratulations on that. Congra- oh, thanks. Awesome. And that's thanks, guys. like I think. If you really, you know, you're talking about like being in different places. If you want to see character development yeah. through this podcast, the first episode of this podcast was you telling the story of how you sat on the roof of your car, the hood of your car, and decided that school wasn't for you. Yep. And that college was not your thing. Mm-hmm. And so, now we're ending season three with you getting into perhaps the most prestigious of mm-hmm. the of the <laughs> colleges that the three of us have gone to. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, it's it's mine's not even in the running. It's really just between Loyola Marymount and YouTube. I don't UCLA. know if mine is really that prestigious, just because it costs so freaking much money. But it was I cool see, as I, shit. I just, it was, it, that campus was dope. That campus was beautiful. That campus was gorgeous. Yeah, so cool. And now I look forward to you at every chance telling Annalise that you are both going to be alumni and you're basically the same. <laughs> basically the same, but yours is significantly cheaper. So you got your doctorate. I got a. I got a certificate. (laughs) We're basically the same. I'm so excited to have that conversation. And but you will end up being on campus. Uh, for the for like the graduation portion of it, I think they'll have us on campus. But it's it's all online for the most part. Yeah, there's a few times where we have to go in to like do like a, I think like a programming test and stuff. So um, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But you know, I I was like, I don't know if I could handle what I'm about to get myself into. With having other with other things going on, and as much as I love the podcast, this is one thing that we have leniency on, and uh, we can all kind of work with. And I think it's good for time for us to you know miss it one, and two get more material for the next one. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's, that was there's... something Rachel said. She was like, "Yeah, you guys talking about us." She was like, "They work best when they're telling stories." Mm-hmm. She was like, "Taking this break is just going to let you build up all these stories that you'll be able to come back with." Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. But, you know, so that's while that may be the main reason, um, that's not the only reason. We have some cool news from D-Rod. Yeah. And Let's so hear it. Uh, this is also, I think, kind of like one of those things. I the reason we're starting earlier than because you start at the end of June. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, is because I am now officially going to be co-directing a play uh, that just started this week. Like Hell yesterday yeah. was our callbacks. We set the cast list. We start our first read through mm-hmm. tomorrow and then next week on for like the next seven to eight weeks with the play that we're doing. It's called Noises Off. It's very technical, very precise, and it's very intense. So it's just going to be, you know, I for the last one, I there was a couple of days I wasn't here. But for the most part, with all the plays we've been doing, I've made time for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is the one where I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to get away from it without like recording on Friday and then sending it out Saturday yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Big but this B is, David, man. But this is one of the ones too where I think back and I know on resolutions for 2020, my one of my uh, one of my resolutions for 2020 was to direct a show because I felt like I had been putting enough roots down in the theater scene that I was at uh, to be like I know enough people I should be able to direct, and so it's two years later now. Uh, you know, a bunch of stuff did happen to to kind of push that back. I was set to direct that year before everything happened, but now it's like, all right, yep. Now I'm finally there. Now I get to do it, and uh, 
I I probably couldn't pick a better first show for it because it's so much fun. It's so funny and it's so intense. Yeah, and it's super cool. I mean, like D- David talks about Dalton's character development from the first se- season till now. Like even for for David, like. I don't know. We probably don't really talk too much about the plays that you're in or, or anything like I that. Don't talk. Just because you don't, you don't, you know, communicate. Yeah. Still not yeah. part you, of you don't podcast. contribute to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like just speaking, like I've known David a long time. I've seen him from you know, literally he started Young Frankenstein, and he was just one of the village men with a freaking turkey mallet, whatever it was. That turkey was the leg. first one coming back, huh? Turkey leg, you know. So to go from being one of those characters to, to having main character to becoming the main character. Which and killing it and murdering it and almost not telling me, so I didn't see it. One of my favorite um, shows I've seen. And then you know now to taking that next step to being you know a co-director and then eventually a director, like it's been cool to see all of that progress. Just you know, super. You went proud from of you, man. he's loose to uh, to a turkey a, leg to a turkey scaring leg, scaring the shit out of you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of falling at the same time, and um, and now thirdly, thirdly, uh, I I have a big sales contest from. Uh, probably the same amount of time actually for you. Really? Uh, probably ends a little earlier. So it starts uh, the beginning of June and then all the way to October with a lot of very nice incentives. So I think this break will help me kind of gear everything towards that. How's it go full throttle? Yeah. I like it, dude. Now you're going to be over, overwhelmed, but like of your own choosing. Yes. You yes. did pretty well at your last one, didn't you? Yeah, I did well on the last one. Um, but th- this one is a little different in that... Um, I got a lot of a lot of needed help on the last one, uh, just from I, I have a great team around me and they help me a lot. Um, but this one is going to definitely fall a lot more on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I want to to get after it because I think that the incentives are, are very very nice and can help me do some really cool things. Um, but that too, and like honestly, guys, like I like I have a lot going on, like like work, the gym, you know, a lot of you know personal things, and so it's just kind of been uh, I, I told the boys you know a couple weeks ago, like I, I feel burnt out for the first time ever. You know? I, mean, I will. And like we, you know, we stopped recording the episodes on video because, you know, various issues. Yeah. But we did that. And then I I think we've been enjoying the mini sewed format. I think that's been a nice. Luckily, it's still, you know, first season was first season. Second season, we implemented video. Yeah. And then I think that's why I wasn't as worried when we stopped doing the videos for a certain amount for season three, because we had a new implementation of the mini so yeah which is still fun i, I yeah, probably I would like to it. keep it for season four but like we're still innovating each time and i'm yeah. sure we'll do the same thing when we come back yeah absolutely keep on talking on you know what i mean now when we started were you a salesman already no i was still in college you were still so you were, you were doing the marketing and i was doing the college. marketing i was still in college there we go so you got yeah. again you get to see three years finishing college yeah making and i had switch. just quit my sex shop it was my first week of work. It's true. Oh, that's right, huh? My first week of work at the school. My yeah. goodness, a whole era. Yeah. And and I mean, I don't hear it anymore than when we were going to get food earlier and Matt's talking about he's at this conference and he's like, I've never heard my name so many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the people that were speaking. It, it's funny because like, you know, you I, when you do the right thing, for people and just like you're just a good person like things start to come around you know and and it it was funny because i was at this conference and uh, my name was being said like i don't know a lot by multiple different speakers everybody that went up and i didn't realize how much 
I've done for other people, you know, so to see that kind of come to fruition and mind you, a lot of these people, like I started helping out with various different things during COVID. So I had never met them in person. And there was a couple of times where they would be in the middle of their presentation. They would see me do a double take and realize that it's me. Look at my name tag and then stop their presentation and then like address me and tell everybody something about me, you know, which was kind of cool. It's crazy. You know, so then from that, you know, opportunities are abundant and like that kind of just snowballed into a lot of things within the last, honestly, the last like 72 hours, Yeah, you know? So it's been super cool to, to see all of that, you know, kind of come to fruition. My favorite was that everyone was calling, people were calling him by the name we called him in high school. So yeah, I was getting called Matt Drum. It was weird. Matt Drum, Matt Drum, yeah, Matt Drum. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, this is, because normally like at work I'm called like Matthew or yeah. Matt, you know, or Mateo. Like I get, in my office I get Mateo the most out of any of those names. Um, but yeah, so they were calling me Matt Drum. It was the, I was like, this is strange, but I'll, I mean, I'll take it. And neither of you are really called Mr. Drum in either spot, huh? Because your kids who in a normal school setting would don't right nope they I call mean, we me. heard we heard the names they call you yeah yes. and then my biggest nickname is probably uh d money d money, d -money. Mm -hmm. or the bully the bully so. the bully yeah yeah well but yeah so just uh a little explanation for the absence in the night in the coming weeks but we will be back and i think a bit of celebration and a bit of celebration i yeah, hope so definitely but um with all that dude dalton how's your week man uh it's been crazy um Definitely, you know, I'm, my excitement for uh, this new program is building up. But other than that, work isn't really letting me forget what work is. So working a lot. But I will say the best part of my weeks recently have just been working out. I've really enjoyed it. I feel like my I feel like I'm just improving a lot, and I'm working on so much, and a lot of things are starting to like come to fruition from all the work I've been doing. Um, I just can't break my 15 minute time, but I will. Um, my two my two mile run is just a bitch. I don't know why. <laughs> I just I want to fucking get fifteen. I get sub fifteen, and for some reason my body's like, nope, you're tired. Well, I was funny enough. I was reading something about like jogging techniques, running techniques. That's did, what I just started working on. Did you did you see the one I did? So the one I saw, uh, it was run How? faster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. The way I do it is I have three types of pacing, a slow pace, a medium pace, and a fast pace. Okay. That's good. And I didn't start doing that until I started talking to our one of our friends named B-Man, who, uh, who was, I was running with. And he's, he's an older gentleman, but I've never had anyone keep up with me on like a, a mile run for a workout. And he was right next to me the whole freaking time. <laughs> and I was like, who are you? Like even Caleb was like, ugh, ugh, like right behind me. And I was like, we got to go. We got to go. He's a and, fucking machine. And dude. he, he looked at me and smiled and tried to sprint. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? No, you don't get to win this mile run. I don't care if I die in the workout. I'm going to beat you in this run. So I'm like, uh-uh. So I start sprinting after him. I never see BMAD run so fast. <laughs> we turn the corner, and I just barely beat him. And he starts laughing. He's like, ah, damn it. I almost <laughs> got you. And I was like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Youngin always wins. And so we start the workout and everything. It was so funny. So he's the one who taught me about the pacing. And so that's what I've been working on these past four weeks is just really kind of focusing on my slow pace for a first part, going to the medium, and then for the last, like, mile is pretty much trying to control my fast pace. And um, it's it's improved my time significantly, um, but it hasn't – I just ha I haven't had it click yet. So I just got to keep working on it. 
What I do for that is uh, I make playlists, which that's yeah. They yeah. they have playlists that will that on, sync on, up to your sync up to your pace. Yeah. yeah. So when you're running, you'll be running, and it'll give you a song that's at that pace, and so you'll know if you're speeding up or slowing down because the song or the music will get faster or slower. I do that mm. backwards. I'll make one for like slow pace, medium pace, and fast pace based on like the BPM of the song. Oh, really? And then I just have it all in one thing, though. So, like, you can tell when it's like, all right, this song is having me slow down. I'll be like, I don't want to slow down, so I'll skip to the next song. But, like, it's – I do 155 to 60, 165, and you can feel the difference, and it'll make you run faster or run slower or something like that. Oh, if you want, you can try that. That sounds interesting. I have a tool that lets you – you put in your music, and it'll tell you how fast the BPM is. That's I'm just cool. thinking now about how weird it looks for me to be running on the sidewalk, just – sprinting full blown and cars driving by like oh my god that guy's going for it <laughs> okay. <just> like, <laughs> nothing as weird as we have this guy that runs uh it's about 3 30 every day he runs by the gym but he's running while jump roping yep you heard me right that's the most fuck you thing this, i've ever this seen man in my life. runs and it's not like he's moving slow he's fucking moving he's running and jump roping at the same time how how as he steps he jumps up the rope comes around him so his stride is just is in long. sync with yeah he has a longer stride but he's in sync with the rope as it comes around and he runs while he jump ropes it's amazing man it's amazing and i can't figure it out i tried doing it can't do it would you, i feel like you guys wouldn't feel weird to go out and and like i would assume not even stop him but just like run alongside him and be like hey how do you do that uh, uh if i wasn't in the middle of training i would here's the thing i personally never want to do it I'm willing to just have this be a random story that I tell people. And every time he runs by, we all kind of stop and just watch him. It's like, it's a seven second view almost at least a couple times a week. And we all just, we just accept that that guy's there, you know? And it, it brings like, think about those random things that, that just happen in your town. Right? Like for instance, at the old spot, you remember the dude that used to ride his bicycle, but it wasn't a bike. He was like laying down and it had three wheels. Uh huh. Think about how weird that is. If you try to explain that to somebody, but everybody at our gym was just like, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that guy. He rides by here every day. He just so quickly became accepted as a normal part of our, that's fucking weird. <laughs> you know what I'm frustrated with though? What? It's like, we talk about doing weird shit and I've been doing this thing where I've been bear crawling around the gym in various ways for mobility. And I, 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 I got into it and I was like, everyone's going to want to do this because of how much it helps your body. Everyone's going to want to do it. Nobody wants to do the bear crawl with me. See, I think the difference there is that you used to handstand walk all over the gym, too. I still do. So people are probably like, oh, this is just another thing Dalton does because he has so much energy. Possibly. I also think I turned off a lot of people to bear crawl. When I did mine, that was I, that's that not was a bear the crawl. Most terrifying like a thing. Crawl. I don't, I don't know. know what the fuck that was. We'll, we'll include the pictures, or we'll We're find. We're not doing a bear. That was don't, don't ever do it again. Um, no, but but also too, Dalton. Like you know, stretching is good for people, and you can tell people to stretch, but they don't do it. But you don't even bear crawl with me, and you yeah, stretch. I just don't want to. But think about how much it'll help your body, my guy. I have warm ups that work for me right now. My knees are my biggest concern, and. I, I'm gonna stick with that. Sounds comfortable to me. That's fine. It works. It what? Sounds comfortable to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds comfortable to me. <laughs> but um, dude, David, how's your week? Mike was good. Like I said, we, it's it's been all all uh, show stuff as as soon as we got back. 
Oh, yes. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been a lot of fun. I thought I was going to be dead tired. I know you said you went to bed. Yeah, I took a 30 I got minute. home. I had to shower, do the dishes, you know, kind of clean up the apartment just because I felt like I wasn't contributing until I did something. And then I went to rehearsal for four hours or the auditions for four hours. And it just went by fast. I'm did you like, shower? I showered. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, I did that first. God. Yeah. But I was like, I'm like, that's a good sign that it doesn't feel, I don't feel like I'm going to drop dead. Yeah. I'm waking up later, but that's fine. I still bike. I can still bike to work when I need to. Yeah. yeah. Which is not as much of a problem as I thought it would be. Really? I I'd really hate it. But the, uh, the electric motor does so much that it's like, it's a cruise to work. Okay. And I'm not sweating. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah. As long as I'm not sweating, I feel okay. Yeah. It's only going to get hotter though. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. But in the mornings, it's not too crazy. Yeah. Well, David, you're in the office by what? 7, 7.30? Yeah. I know. By 6.30 to 7. Okay. Yeah. So it's early enough, especially by like you, the ocean breeze uh-huh. still gets you at that. So coming you're home, around. you're I mean, just I, like, it's going to be. I wear my workout shirt on, on the ride home. That way I can get sweaty. You go to the bathroom and change your shirt. Yeah. When the clock out hits and then I'll ride home and I'll go on a lower setting. So I get my cardio biking. Cause I'll do more work and then I'll do, um, I work at the workout when I get home. Hmm. Nice. Matt. Week's been great, man. Very busy, very, very busy, but all good things. Uh, my workouts at the gym have been great. I've been on one, which has been fantastic. I've been enjoying that. Um, you pointed at me as if I'm supposed to bring something up. No. Oh, Oh, you just pointed. Okay. Um, yeah, workouts have been really good. Work's been super crazy. Um, but yeah, so we got a really, really special shouty touty. Uh, the most special shouty touties. We got to celebrate a birthday this weekend out in Joshua Tree. Um, so shouty touty and happy birthday to Melissa Martinez. Martinez. You almost said her. I her, did. You almost said her, almost maiden, said her maiden name. name. I did. I did. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday! Thanks for letting us come out and celebrate you out in Joshua Tree. What a blast it was! First time for me and Dalton. Uh, yeah, I didn't. We. Like halfway through the drive, we found that out. Yeah, I was expecting Joshua Tree to just have one big tree in the middle of that, a desert. I thought it was like a Lion just King, one tree like Lion named Joshua. King. Lion King had, you know, really that one tree. I thought that's what Joshua Tree was going to look like. Hmm. Maybe it's just because we've seen that U two album. Which one? Joshua Tree. I've never heard that album <laughs> okay. in my life. The album is just one tree in the really the desert. That's yeah. that's how I thought it was. So, uh, game plan for Saturday. Uh, everyone else was out there on Friday. I had to coach in the morning. So, uh, me, Dalton, David, and uh, Monique. My money. Uh, we were heading out there Saturday. So, the game plan was get back to the condo by 11. In my head, the car was packed up by 1130. And we were on the road to Joshua Tree what by 1145. What a beautiful sight that would have been, wouldn't it? Right? Ah, uh, okay. Let me see. Yep, that's Joshua Tree. Um, so this, and I always forget this whenever like we're scheduling something. I forget how long packing the fucking car takes, right? And then on top of that, we had to go drop Maggie off at our dad's, and I had a couple of things I needed to pick up there. And we were taking Monique's Kia Forte, which is not the biggest of vehicles. So the amount of packing, unpacking, repacking unloading the car loading it back up stopping to grab stuff and on top of all of that we were there for one night and david brought a fucking body bag i don't know what the <laughs> fuck i was like david do we really need like me and matt both brought like little bags little bags little backpacks and monique even brought a little bag 
And David brings a fucking suitcase <laughs> and is like, I'm going to fill this up with absolutely everything and all my board games. And then fucking just tries to stuff it in the fucking bag. And I'm like, dude, we don't have room for your shit. I, I Why will, are you bringing this? I will say this, though. David did bring a nice tent. He did bring a great It was a tent. fucking mansion. Yeah. I think it was nice. Great. I really like that. It felt very breathable in it. Yeah. So we, we get to my dad's house by noon. Uh, get Maggie situated. I grab one of my my Blackstone grills that Dalton and and David got me for Christmas a couple last year, a couple years ago. Um, put it all in the car. You know, we're all good to go. Then David had to go buy some drinks, so we stopped for that, and then we stopped to get Monique Starbucks. And both then, of you got Starbucks. We did, yes. and you guys ordered this like new weird style. No, 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 no. Okay, so there's a guy on Instagram named Macro Barista, and he basically takes Starbucks drinks that are super high in calorie and sugar, and he makes them macro friendly for those of us that are that just care about those. And things, I'm assuming right? they still taste good. They're great. I, I I prefer his drinks over the normal Starbucks drinks. Got it. So, but you have to order it like a snob. You have to like you know two pumps of this, one pump of that, light cream, you know stuff like that. But anyway, so I always I try Matt's something different. That person, every time. guys, and it's way cheaper. That it, was the big thing that Monique stressed. It is significantly cheaper. And when I first started using this guy's recipes, I would only go to Starbucks when Monique would go with me, so I could make her order. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just talked to a Starbucks barista when I was getting my tattoo. And she told me, I was like, hey, I got to ask you, because I, I always know how you and Will order, order your drinks. And I was like, when somebody does that, how pissed do you get? And she's like, she's like, it's not that it's like frustrating. She's like, but it's a bitch to put together mm. because I'm used to the way of doing it, how I know how to do it. Yeah. And now you have to really think about every little thing. Yeah. And I was like, do you ever just fuck it up and just give it to him? She's like, all the time. Really? Yeah. And they're not going to know. To be honest with you, I, if they if they didn't do that for me, I, I'd I'd have no idea. Yeah. Anyways, we finally got on the road by like I don't know what twelve thirty. <laughs> Who knows? Something like that. So, um, and then the drive up was fun. I mean, we just we talked yeah. the whole time. Basically, like this, but just in, in a car. A car yeah, we, we we can all talk a lot, even if yeah. we see each other every week. We do have a lot of stories, always, and random bullshit that comes and up. Good questions. That's what I noticed the most. Is mm. just like thoughts will just come out and that will spark something. Monique asks a lot of like random questions about things that she's been thinking. Uh-huh. And it just like it's it starts a whole, you know, subject, topic. Yeah, back and forth and then just the banter. Yeah, just no no uh no control over the conversation. It's just wherever our minds go is where the conversation leads and it's super easy. There's a lot of people I've realized and I've tried to do this with a lot of people. <laughs> they just don't get it. They don't they don't care about having the conversation about it or they just like don't see the logical part of the conversation it's yeah. like no sometimes bunnies look like pillows let's have a conversation about mm-hmm. it and tell me why you don't think that yeah you know or or there needs to be a connection between the topic you're currently talking about and yeah. the next thought that you have and that's never what i have no and i think we're all just like at i'm it might be that we're close enough but it's like we'll be sitting there in one moment you could be talking about how hats are made and the next thing we could be talking about fucking i don't know shrek and yep. it, I, I wouldn't question how we got here. I would just accept that we're there and just start just have the conversation. I think usually we do that, but there is a thread and we forget what the thread was mm. and we don't care at that point. Cause yeah. we're just like, yeah, we've moved on. Yeah. Very true. Cause I know there's a couple of times where I would, there was a story that I wanted to tell that was related to what we were talking about. And then like 20 minutes later, I realized I didn't get to tell the story. 
but then I was also just so invested in the new topic that we were speaking about. So it was kind of like I didn't necessarily care. But anyway, so fast forward, get out to Joshua Tree. Well, hold on. Oh. Because we went, you know, you go towards Joshua Tree. We've never been there, but we're heading towards Palm Springs. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is the way we're going. If you drive out to Palm Springs, you're going to pass Morongo. You're going to pass the windmills. Yep. No, the wind turbines. Yep. And you're going to pass a Burger King. That has two massive dinosaur-like statues yes. next to it. Okay, super random, but yes. So we're driving out there. And I'm like, hey, we're gonna see the dinosaurs. It's always been cool. I used to go to Palm Springs every year. That was like our family collectively had a timeshare, so we would all get to like trade off going there. So I'm like, all right, we get to see the dinosaurs again. And Monique's like, yep, yeah, we will. <laughs> we end up turning off to go on the back way. Mm-hmm. Or it's like to get to Joshua Tree, you have to go a different way. And I'm like, we're not going to see these dinosaurs. We already turned off. He was this so isn't committed. the right way. Yeah, he was very upset. But we still saw dinosaurs. Yeah. They just weren't your dinosaurs. Yeah. And Monique are like, wait, we're wait, wait. There's still things. dinosaurs, remember? And mm-hmm. We get up there. We're driving. Do you remember what you two did? Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> so uh, the way we came, we had to drive through Twenty Nine Palms, which is kind of like the town towards the back end of Joshua Tree. And uh, we're driving up, and David's bitching about not seeing these fucking dinosaurs, right? And I'm saying, I'm like, David, shut up. And so then I was like, I know there's dinosaurs up here, which is what I thought you were referring to, because I've never been past that. I'm sure I've been past that Burger King. I've just never noticed it. But Monique knew what I was talking about. So. We drive up, and sure enough, there's these dinosaurs. And Monique and I, like we have our two-year-old son. <gasps> look, David, look, the dinosaurs. Wow. <laughs> and David's like looking at them, and I'm like looking at the dinosaurs like, oh, my God, you guys are right. <laughs> David's staring. He's like, they're not my dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we finally get there. and We then, have a potty break. Oh, yes. Oh, I have your – okay. Um, we I had to pee. And it was a pee bef- uh, that I took right before we got into the park. And so for some reason, Matthew didn't want to pee in the desert. No. So this is why is John made it sound like if we got there afternoon, it was going to be like a line all the way back to Covina to get into Joshua Tree. It was going to be like three or four hours. So he gave us the back way to go to, which turns out is the only way that I know how to get to Joshua Tree. Um, so I was expecting there to be a line. So we stopped and we tried to go to this Jack in the box, but the lobby was closed. So then we went and I was like, Oh, what about Harbor freight? There's two choices we had. It was Harbor freight and fucking some trade tractor supply. Timmy's maybe something like that. So and we're, we're walking towards Harbor freight and Dawn's like, yeah, there's, there's gotta be bathrooms in here. So we walk in and David's like, bro, I don't think there's bathrooms in this Harbor freight. And I'm like, I hope there is. Cause I'm about to piss my pants. Very nice bathrooms. The cleanest. Yeah, they were great. The you expect Home bathrooms. Depot bathrooms, and these were not. They were these not. were legit clean. You felt comfortable in like, the bathroom. Like if I had my car when I woke up the next morning, I would have driven to Harbor Freight to use the bathroom in the morning and then driven back into Joshua Tree. And I like, I was like, I had a pee, and I stopped my pee, and I flushed the toilet, and I just looked around. Yeah, I just took a moment. Just took a moment with the with the bathroom. So like, clean. This is a nice. Nice and cool. This is a very clean bathroom yeah so harbor freight 10 out of 10 bathroom uh recognition yeah definitely Um, yeah and so then we turn we 
we're walking and David's like, oh, I need these, uh, the pins for the, my the tie tent. rods for the yeah. tent. Yeah. So David asked this lady, now the bathrooms are clean, but this one particular employee did not seem like she wanted to, she to must've just gotten off her break. Yeah. Either it's that, that or, thing. It's that thing that like everyone, I feel like everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say you get really pissed off for half a second before you put your customer service face on. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you do it before you turn around. But like I caught her as she was coming yeah. out. So like, excuse me. And she goes, yes. And like, you can just see <laughs> in her face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, where are these? I- I'm looking for these. Do you know where they are? And she just reaches her hand out directly to the right of me to like the end of the aisle piece that we hadn't looked at. Yeah. She's like there. I was like, okay, thanks. So so she leaves. But then that led us down this path of this like clearance section. And they had just all these little things that I didn't know that we wanted or we needed. We didn't. And here we are. So I got this little like helicopter thing that it comes with a rubber band. You shoot it in the air and it goes really high and has lights. I thought it'd be really cool to do at night, which I never did. Um, Me and Will got little lights. Monique Dong got these little lights. Monique, Monique got the little lights. Yeah. You were the first one to get your thing after yeah. I got my tie And so, Dalton, what did you lay your eyes upon? I saw the most beautiful sight. Upon me was a machete for $5. And I went, <laughs> absolutely, this is a great idea. Now, I haven't cut anything down in a while. And I'm going to preference this. I didn't cut anything down in Joshua Tree because that's illegal. Yes, he didn't know this before he bought it. He had every intention of I chopping I had every one intention down. of chopping absolutely everything in my site down. I was going to clear out the campsite with my machete, and I was ready for it um, until Matthew broke the news to me after <laughs> I bought the machete, which is fine. I still have it. It's, I'm going to use it whenever I want to cut something down. just going to have it just for funsies. So, yeah, I have a machete, and I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I felt like it was a bad omen. I didn't say it during it. I waited till we left. But I was like, if you buy a machete and you're going to a campsite where you're pretty far away from like civilization, I feel like that's not necessarily inviting a serial killer or a psychopath to come and turn us into a teen slasher. But it also wasn't not going to do that. I would, yeah. have pr- I would have protected all of you. Yep. How? They would have taken your machete. I've watched enough anime to know how to use it properly. Okay. So from there, we go drive in the Joshua Tree, find home base, get out of the car. Melissa. We, we left at, you picked me up at 1030. 1030. We got, got to the there campsite. At like 3.30. At 4? 3.30. Yeah. Yeah, at 3.30. <laughs> so, so long. But God damn it, we did it. We persevered and we got there. We traveled to Bridgeport. Bridgeport's for like four or five hours. Yes. Yes. Faster than we got there. Yes. But we did it. Anyways, so we get there and there's, we didn't know this at the time, but uh, there's signs there that say thirsty bees. You got to turn your car off because the AC will like have evaporation moisture and the bees are going to go there to, to drink it. So I yes. guess they can sense the water and bees from all over the land are going to come and drink the water from your car. Well, you know, those signs aren't necessarily the biggest when you're driving down the highway, so you don't see it. So Dalton's in the car, so it needs to be negative three. Exactly. So we got it blasting. So we get there, we get up. Melissa is just having the time of her life on this really cool couch thing that her friend Savannah brought. Uh, and, 
Um, they're just vibing out. They're just having, they're having the best time. Yeah. And so we get there, we walk up, and then just these fucking bees are everywhere. And so just so the audience is, just so they know, this is very important. This is probably the most important piece of information that came from this trip. Melissa's husband, John, David's cousin, my friend, is allergic to bees. Like, like deathly like allergic. Deathly allergic. But somehow, through all the years of friendship that I've known him, this information has never come around. And so they, they bestow this information upon me and I'm th- and then I think back and it's like in those movies when you have flashbacks, I thought about every incident when there was a bee around John and he's in fact running away like he's afraid for his life. And I it never registered to me to like as to why or like if I needed to ask if he was allergic to bees. Like it's important information to know. I'm scared of um, bees. And I just thought he was scared of bees. But it turns out he's deathly allergic. So now he did choose to go to Joshua Tree too. He did. He did. Um, and that wasn't only the only bee incident of the day. Earlier, before we got there, there was like a swarm of bees that were inside Jonathan's car, um, and Ernesto drove it with the windows down. I think he was trying to outrun the bees in the car. I didn't really get the whole story. They were all kind of laughing when they were telling me it, but um, that's the gist of it. Um, was this while we were gone? No, this was before we even got there. No, no. no. When did you hear this story? Oh, yeah, it might have been when you're on an adventure. Yeah. So we get there. Um, we all, you know, crack open some drinks, start drinking, talking, having a good time. And then uh, Dalton, David, uh, Monique, and I, we kind of go on these rocks that are nearby and we look at the view. It's super, super cool. And you have to climb up. I was nervous about my knee, but I was all right. And then an adventure happens. We, you know, when me and David first went out there, at first it was just me and David who went out to go climb the rocks because the rocks are big. And they're fun to climb and they look weird. And, you know, you never get to feel, I never get to feel like a full athlete until I get to run really fast on dangerous objects and jump from rock to rock and see if I fall. I think it's the Assassin's Creed. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Is I felt like I was being like slick and cool. Especially when we were like sideways on that one set of Uh rocks. So, so. We, we jumped on all these rocks. We, me and David started strategizing a path to get through all the rocks and what to jump on, what our next route was. And it was really fun. So we jump on all these rocks. We're having a good time. Matt and Mo come over. They climb a few rocks. They sit. They chill. And we all go back. I tell David, it's time for us to go on an adventure because we need to see these fucking rocks. So uh, we, when we were, cli- we were on the, our last rock before we went back, we looked to our right and we saw this this beautiful tall rock structure and we're like we're gonna climb that we have to climb it so we go back we put some put on some sunscreen i put down everything uh, you know i know you shouldn't but i left my phone there because i was like oh so did i but we took we took a radio yes we had a radio with us that is uh the most short-range radio i think i've ever worked with in my life <laughs> but you know it did the job for some of it and so we run out and me and David come out, go out sprinting. We're jumping over these rocks, like jumping over things, just like parkouring our way through life. And uh, we finally get to this rock structure. Uh, all right. And so this is where it gets kind of intense because it wasn't something that would be free climbable really at one point. So safely, safely. Yes. And there was a lot of bigger cracks than expected. So we had to jump and actually like land on awkward looking rocks and, you know, there's there's a difference in size between me and David. Uh, David's a little bit taller than I and has longer legs and bigger legs. So David decided to lead this one. 
And so he's like, all right, jump here, jump here, jump here. And David's just not even really using his upper body, just like full on leaping this with his was, legs. This was interesting to find because he told me after he was like, we use our bodies differently. <laughs> yeah. His David was all just power, pop, yeah. land, pop, land, and just full force. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to jump. I'm going to, I have to land either on all fours or land and kind of twist my body to, to land stable to land in a stable position and so i'm doing all these different movements and david's just like fucking goliath like getting on this shit right and david's like i had david fucking killed it like he was a great climber i was much more impressed with his strategies than how i thought i was thinking about it i was like i'm just gonna jump from that rock to that rock he's like well if we jump this way and you see how that lands then you're gonna be good to get up here and i was like i wasn't even thinking about that yeah you know so he taught me a lot about how to strategize the rocks and so we jump on everything. We land at this top of the rock. And we're about 15 feet off the air, and f- like looking down. Which you can't tell because it's only off one it side. It doesn't look like it. The yeah, rest of it is a pretty flat. There's yeah. holes and stuff, but uh-huh. it's pretty flat. Yeah, and it was crazy. So we sit up there and, you know, we take them up. Like all we can hear is just our breathing because it was just like you climb a few things and you're just like, <sighs> yeah, I think it was a climate or something. Maybe we were higher or lower, whatever the fuck it was. But we just were losing breath quick. Dry air. Yeah, dry air too. Yeah, so we took a moment to sit down, and we finally got our breaths, and we got quiet, and you just hear nothing, and all you're doing is your ears are just ringing the whole time. Yeah. Like, no noise, and it was just, like, very peaceful, and so we're, like, we hung out there and talked for a while, and then we look to our left, and we see this mountain, and at the top of the mountain were these fun rocks to climb. And it's because we had to stop. We Mm -hmm. didn't get to the top of... We couldn't get the to the rock top. that we wanted. No. So it we was, felt unfulfilled. It was a too dangerous of a jump. It was very vertical with very little grip space. I think we could have made it if David held my legs. I think if we helped each other. Yes. But it was such an uneven ground to stand on. Yeah. Even, at, even then, when you got to the top. And then what do you do once you get up there? Yeah. The rock was yeah. deceiving us. From, <laughs> How do we get back there? So um, we look at the rock and we're like, <laughs> we got to do it. We got to go up that pitch. So. Uh, we figure out our way down the rocks and we get back down and we start going and David calls and he's like, he's like, radio check, just letting you guys know we're going up, blah, blah. So David, you I know, say range check. We yeah, are southeast yeah. of you guys. We're heading up to the next part. Range check. Not getting anything back. No, nothing back. Meanwhile, Fine, oh, we did get I, and then I realized the radio was off. So I turned it on, realized it was dying really quick. So I'd be like range check and really quick and then hold it to hear something. And so then all we hear at the campsite, because we have the other end of that thing, is range check southwest, southwest. That's it. And then it's out, out of connection, right? So I like hear that. And I've had something to drink. And to be honest, I was already kind of buzzed. So I was like, huh, why would David give directions? Well, you chose not to eat Hawaiian rolls for the past two days. So that's your fault. Yes. we. I made sliders, and I did not let Dalton eat Hawaiian rolls, and I'll never hear the end of it. So as they're on this very peaceful, exciting adventure, I'm like, man, it's been a while. They're not back yet. And then everybody starts telling horror stories that they've heard about campers. What's that fucking 40? What's the one where the guy oh, hikes? 127 hours. Yeah, and he has to chop his arm off. So we start telling these stories. So my worriness and anxiety just skyrockets through the roof, right? They're trying to calm me down. But let's be honest. Nobody really expected that to work. I, I appreciate the sentiment, but it just it wasn't going to happen. So then I go, okay, well, I'm going to start walking and looking to see if maybe I can see them. So I start walking around looking. Nothing. Nah, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're fine. 
But what if they're not? You know what? You fucking devil on my shoulder. You're right. What if they're not? What if they're not? <laughs> I need so, to save them. <laughs> so I start looking around and I start to actually get worried because it's starting to get dark. There's nothing on the, the, the fucking walkie. My walkie talkie died and I've been charging it. So I know your guys' is dead. So then I start screaming. I'm like, David, Dalton. I'm like looking for something, right? And meanwhile, there's this family over here. And I scared the shit out of all the kids. Uh, Monique comes over and then finally I hear John go, Matt, or someone yells at me, Maddie, Maddie, they're here. And I turn around and Monique sees me and she goes, what are you going to do when you see them? And I was like, well, I want to kill them, but they're back. And I think I just spent like the last hour worrying for nothing. So that's that. But anyway, so while I'm scrounging around looking for you two. I hear, I mean, I hear, I get one response from Matt and that is, uh, in the middle of something, I hear end of range. Come back, come back, and we look. And I'm looking at Dalton. This is right as we get to the base of the climb, and I look at the sky. I'm like, we got plenty of time. Let's We're good. do this. We're good. We're fine. Not yeah. knowing how incredibly worried they are back there. Yeah. So we continue the verge of climbing, and we start running up this hill. We're like running up this hill. And we go to the left. We could climb those rocks and get find the shorter path up. Now, at any point, did you feel like Zero and Stanley Elnats? Who's that? From Holes. From Holes? Climbing the mountain. Uh, yes, kind of. I was thinking about the... I was had the song in my head when I was out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was, we, we climb all these rocks. And we finally got to the, to the base where the, where the next cliff was. And so we, we like find a way to get up it. It's super fun. We have a great time. We get up and we sit at the top and we have our legs hanging off the edge. And we just look down and it's just like 30 feet till you fall. And like you just look down, sit back up. And we were quiet for a while. And then me and David had like a heart to heart for about another, what, 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Just like talking about some deep shit. It kind of gets you to do that though. Oh, when you're up there? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's just... I, I was talking to David earlier and I was like, when we were on the other rock and I was like, I don't understand the interest in nature sometimes. Like my, like people have like this enlightenment when they're in the middle of the forest and I don't get it. I was like, I don't, I'm, I would like to see what that's like to have that one moment of viewing something magnificent and being like, I got to do this more, you know? So we get to the top of the mountain and we're sitting out there with our legs on the edge and I look out and I'm just like, I, I get it. Like, I would want to do this again. Like, I, like, this is this is very, very nice. And so, like, it's all you. And getting to the top mountain was all you. And just the work up to it. And you get to, like, sit and look at where you've come. It's just a very cool thing to do. And to do with one of your best friends, like, it's just, like, it's even better. And me and David, we just, we can talk about anything and get along and kind of find the beauty in anything. And I think it's cool that we have very like similar and different mindsets in the same way. And it's cool to just connect with people. And I was like, I was like, man, this is like, I, I get it now. I get the idea of like why nature is so like inspiring. Because mm-hmm. then I felt inspired. And the whole time we're sitting there, we're sitting there like the way that the rock was angled was like at this southeast kind of angle, which again, Matt was looking in the complete wrong direction. That was Absolutely. part of it. So bad. That's why she couldn't find us. Um, but I guess at one point, John and Ernesto were like, is that them? Is that them? No. Uh, yes. It's, they were like, oh, look, I think that's them on top of that rock. 
And mind you, as in my old age, my eyes are going bad. So I just see like these like little rocks on top of this massive rock. I'm like, no, you guys, that's just another rock structure. But turns out it was actually David and Dalton the whole time. Yep. And they thought it was one person because of the way that we were sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we finally got down there. And Dave, right before we get to the campsite, David's like, you think Matt's going to be mad? You think Matt's going to be worried? And I was like, <laughs> I was like. Oh fuck! <laughs> yep, he's totally. And then sure enough, Matt goes, "What's up, fuckers?" <laughs> All right. I was worried about you, but uh, but then they came back. We made some dinner. Matt, um, t- Matt got his time to shine. Yeah, made my pool chicken. Everyone liked nothing it. Nothing but meat there. Yeah, we. It was. It's funny because when we went to Scotts, there was a bunch of sides, and I was like, "This is the exact opposite." Um, but uh, yeah, R- uh, Ernesto made some burnt ends and some ribs. The burnt ends were fucking delicious. Uh, and yeah, we just kind of sat around the bonfire, had some s'mores, talked, um, drank a lot, had some fun. Yeah. Everyone kind of so. just like, you know, ease their way back into their tents. And then me and I had a, to see how that goes. a 3 a.m. adventure. Yeah. So I woke up at three and I was like, all right, I definitely am hungover, but I either need to throw up or I need to go to the bathroom. It's like a 50-50 chance right now. I was like, right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the bathroom and let me see, like, you know, what's going to happen. So I get up and I, I tell Monique, I go, hey, babe, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And if you've ever seen The Undertaker when he gets up <laughs> in the middle of a wrestling match, Dalton shoots up and looks at me. He goes, I'll go with you. I'm like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> Bro, I needed to get out. <laughs> so, so we open up the tent. And then Dalton and I walk, and it was like, I don't know, probably like 40 steps to, to the to the bathroom. So we get in there, and then, you know, I go in. I didn't throw up, did my thing, came out. Dalton goes in the bathroom, comes back out, and then we walk back. And I have a very strict hangover routine that if I do from the hours of, you know, 3 to 5, I'll be good to go by the time I need to either coach, coach class at 6 or... Or I'll be good to go for the my morning the at system eight. For his right, I do. I, I I can get rid of it, but a big portion of it is that I need to be in this condo <laughs> with this couch and this TV, and I can get through it. I didn't have any of that, and I'm like, fuck. I'm. I was like, I'm not resilient. I was like, I'm not. I'm not made for this environment. Being I'm not the hungover. same man I once was. And also, I would like to point out that I woke up at three a.m. on the dot, which is witching hour. And I'm convinced Melissa's a bruja. It's better than 3.30. <laughs> I'm convinced, bro. Melissa. I mean, you are the one that taught her the ways. And No, she found the light herself, and I just... In Texas. I, I, in, in Texas. What <laughs> a way. It was a full moon, too. It was. Oh, dude. Luna was showing moons. off. It was so bright. Super bright, super beautiful. So I ended up just kind of like hanging out on the campsite um, for about an... I don't know, probably about 45 minutes to an hour. Went for a little stroll, but then I started freaking myself out because I saw a rock and I was like, yo, is that Sasquatch? And I was like, <laughs> dude, it is, it's fucking cool, it, man. It's cool, but it's creepy, it's bro. So it's creepy. so still. It's Doesn't so it kinda, still. It makes me very uncomfortable, actually. And that's, I think, what's different than the forest forest hiking or even beach hiking beach hiking you get the ocean forest hiking you yeah. get life yeah you get you know the birds or like the, the the rustling of the of the leaves and, and stuff like that but uh it was it was very calming and it was cool just to kind of like sit out there stare at the moon look around and stuff so i finally got back in the tent at like i don't know uh 4 and was able to to knock out until about seven o'clock uh when once again all the bees 
I guess we pitched our tent in like the middle of I don't know B hours B highway yeah. B highway or something because like we woke up to I thought there were bees in our tents. I was like, what the fucking like they're flying back and forth all over the place. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was cool waking up to hearing everybody talking and laughing and and you guys were you already got out and it was just me and Mo just laying there and the me and Mo start talking and stuff and I was like, I'm very comfortable. But then like. Like one minute to another, it got, I was, hot. It got hot, and I was like, "It was getting Ugh. hot fast." Yeah. We got, it got lucky, hot quick. That was the only good thing about getting there late. We missed the heat. We really did. So, so then from there, um, we all packed up. Ernesto and Kristen dipped, and then we all went to to breakfast. And actually, had a really good breakfast. Like the food was good. Food was, food great. was great. Yeah, Dalton, I don't think got to enjoy it as much as he probably would have wanted because he was dealing with something else. Yeah. So oh, I was drinking right. this this energy drink called Rain. And I was enjoying it. It was we just had, what I needed in the morning. We had just left the campsite. Yep. No one, like, no problems. We just left. Everything was done. I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. And I'm like, this is great, man. I'm having a great time. We're going to go get breakfast. I was pumped. I take another sip and I feel something in my mouth. And I'm like, that's not supposed to happen when you drink an energy drink. So I spit it out. I went, Puh. This bee pops out of my mouth and is flying and lands on the side of my elbow. And as it lands on the side of my elbow, decides, hey, I'm going to fuck this motherfucker up. I mean, I think he was kind of mad. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he was my mad mouth. and caffeinated. Dude, was, he was yes. <laughs> yes, very caffeinated. And it, I don't know, but he must have been in there for a while because I didn't see any bees for the time I had it. And it was about 15 minutes before I took another sip. Yeah. So this fucker was chugging, right? So he comes out of that shit, fucking jumps on my arm, stings my elbow. And I'm like, ah. Fuck. And I'm looking at him like, I just got fucking stung by a bee that just pops out of my mouth. <laughs> what the hell's going on? So David does a great job, by the way, very still hands and gets the uh, gets the stinger out. And I got I, this, oh, okay, yeah, I got the stinger out. But you were the one, like you held it up and the bee was just hanging out. Yeah. And you had to like swat it. Yeah. I don't I, think we ever got it out. Uh, I, I'll take her car and get it washed and vacuumed. Okay. This okay. Yeah, the bee's definitely still in there. No, yeah, I'll take it um, out. He's dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I hope so. <gasps> well, he has Rise of the bee. He has one stinger, and it was in your arm. <laughs> have you ever seen a bee on rain, though? I have not. Dude, those fuckers will go. Maybe yeah. that was a secret. Maybe. It was just crazy. And then like, I was like, "God, this sucks." And then we walk. We walk out, and we get to the breakfast spot. Matt goes, "Let's wait thirty seconds and make sure you're not deathly allergic to bees." Yeah. Yeah, I, I think everyone's a little nervous at that point. Well, I, but I was like, I was like, is my throat closing or am I just nervous? That yeah, I'm allergic because yeah. I haven't gotten a be like stung by a bee since I was a kid on the yeah. bottom of my foot. And then we were driving. I was like, all right, I had just heard this too. It's like 15 minutes is the time frame after a bee sting to where if you're gonna get, like have a really bad allergic reaction or go into shock, that's when it'll be. So I like looked at, as soon as it happened and he said it, I looked at the clock. And then by the time when John first pulled over to tell us where we were gonna go eat, it had already been 15 minutes and Dalton was telling us story so I was like, all right we should be good yeah yeah that was fine but yeah all in all super super fun weekend um came back i took a 30 minute nap got dressed and then went to a barbecue at our one of our members scott's house mm-hmm. and i uh, had a lot of fun there played some i did i had the worst worst barbecue games round of my life my cornhole was terrible uh my ladder ball uh was solid but then it just I, it was just fell apart. Fell apart, dude. It was just a mess. Um, we all got something done, though. Everyone did something, I think, a little more productive than I. But yeah. I got went to my dad's, did my laundry, and hung out with you them did, the whole night. And I had a great time. Girl. God, I just, I, dude, 
I haven't folded my laundry in like three weeks. I just don't fold it. And I got to. Yeah. So you just have a lot of clean laundry on piles. Yeah. You have your clean pile and your dirty pile. Exactly. Okay. Really quickly, one part of the trip that I thought was super, super cool and meaningful was uh, we all kind of like went to go watch the sunset. And then instead of watching the sunset, <laughs> we all kind of like took a moment to like, you know, talk to, to Melissa and uh, Emily, uh, David's sister, Should always does this thing where she's like, you know, uh, what I admire about you, hope for the future and favorite memory. And so it was cool just to hear everybody has a similar experience or relationship with Melissa, but it's also incredibly unique in and of itself. And And so it's all a very strong relationship. Yeah. And it's cool because like, I love seeing people being appreciated and I love to talk. So I enjoy that. I'm able to express how much I think I cry just about every single time I do. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm such a crier, Um, dude, but being a baby, she's very loved. Melissa, you are very loved. We love you. We all love you here. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Dalton. For the final time this season. Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. I got one more thing. Oh, okay. Because we're not going to be recording when this happens, but I want to make sure that we get it on record. Um, I don't know if we've actually said this because I wasn't sure if we were supposed to do it or not, but we'd like to give a huge shouty-touty to Bob Bagnell. Uh, Mr. Bob Bagnell. Because he's a dad. He is now. He's a dad now? He's he is a dad. bro. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Sullivan Madrid? Yes. So- Sullivan Madrid. Yes. But... Yeah, Bob Bagnell, Naya, Sullivan, Sully, uh, we love you all. Um, excited for the baptism. Um, welcome to the family, big welcome guy. To the family. Can't wait for all these so much. I, I cannot so wait for the stories that Dominic is about to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I got to check text him and check up on him. Yeah, but I just want to make sure that that was, that was out there because we love you all very much and big, big, biggest, probably the biggest fan of the podcast. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, like literally, he's going to be crushed. Literally, his wife, Naya, will text me and say, I need you to know that we get in the car and he just says podcast. And it's, <laughs> and I don't even think about any other podcast. I know exactly which one he's talking about. <laughs> so um, love you guys. Super, super pumped um, for you all. Yes. Yeah. And so, again, for the final time this season, Dalton, what are you squaring up with? Oh, um. Well, we have this thing going on in the house that's kind of become a big part of our lives every it night. Really, I, it's funny that it's become such a staple. It's so fun. We do a hangman game, and it's called Interactive Hangman. Yeah. So anything that we put, the two other players, whenever they, if they guess it right, they have to do what it said on the thing. Uh-huh. So, for instance, like mine, one of mine was like, listen to Nickelback, because no one really does that, let's be honest. So we, we Monique finally guessed it, and so... We listened to Nickelback for like an hour. I Why? Got the, I got no reason. With that one. Yeah. But it was funny. You know what I mean? So we, we all do these things. And Matthew wrote down this puzzle, this piece of art that I thought was going to be amazing. <laughs> and the next day, we start guessing. And, you know, we, we give a player, the next player, 24 hours to pick what they want and put it on there before those 24 hours. If not, it moves to the next person. It's very, very strict system we have. Yeah. And uh, Matthew put something up and forgot what it was the next day. I did. I did. I didn't write it down either. And then we had to wait a whole other day for him to figure out something else. Just to figure out that I didn't remember it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, so then, and each player only gets three guesses. So, guess. so, so far it's been seeing Misty Mountains. Yeah, uh, I picked I picked that one for the next one. And Matthew Mo had to sing Misty Mountains to me. Oh, my and it, God. Bro, let me tell you. 
you've never seen a piece of art like this. <laughs> it was it was something of nightmare on wheels, yeah. you know? Okay. But it was a beautiful nightmare on wheels. It was everything I could have ever wanted. Nice. Just, uh we did ugh, we did great. dance with Shrek, listen to Nickelback. Who was yep. Monique's? I, I thought Monique was gonna start twerking on Shrek. I was cracking up. Yeah. So it, it, we do fun stuff like that, but I like there's a, there's an unwritten rule that I can't be like do the dishes or fold your laundry or something. Fun yeah. stuff. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. Matt, what am I scoring up with this week? Um, I think for the first time in the history of this podcast, I am not squaring up with anything. Not me pushing you and hurting your knee. No. Not, oh, you know what? That's what I'll. That's what I'll do. Shit out of you. Uh huh. I said not us scaring the shit out of no, you. No, I, I actually got over that relatively quickly. Thank um, God. I'm squaring up with the movie theater experience. Me, Dalton, and Caleb, we went to the movie theaters last we week. We saw Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. It was sick. It was a great. It was a great. So good. So good. It was cool. I got to piss Caleb. Caleb. Caleb doesn't like it when we pay for everything, but like that's just what we do. But anytime he reaches for his wallet, we just like, slap his hand. I just I see his chubby little hands from when he was like two. <laughs> trying to give me money and like i like for the record i'm pretty sure kale makes significantly more money than me but like i just don't for the I, both of us combined but that, that doesn't matter i will sell my blood before i let caleb fucking pay for something right? and it's fun because he gets we, so we mad. do things that make <laughs> caleb slightly uncomfortable and we know it gets him slightly uncomfortable so we just keep like doing random shit <laughs> and we go like oh my why are you just doing that so like for instance with panda express before this you know you're like oh matt i'll get my own i was like okay cool he tried that at the movie theaters, right? Uh-huh. But Caleb also doesn't like to make a scene. And I'm all about scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Caleb, like, we went up to go get our, our Slurpee and, and popcorn. And I'm like, I order something, Dalton orders something. And then I turn to Caleb. And Caleb's like, and he's like standing back as if he's in I'm like, what do you want? And he goes, oh, I'll just get my, I'm like, what do you want? And then I grab him and we pull him in. And he's and all, we're like, order. <sighs> he's like, can I have this, this, this? <laughs> and I'm sitting there. And like, I pay. I'm like, here, go get your popcorn. And he's like, thanks, Matthew. And like walks away. Although his, his ass Venmoed me today. Which I, I know. I'm freaking pissed. Put it in his pillow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but halfway through this movie, anyways, my whole point of scoring up is, um, actually, no, I'm scoring up with Caleb. <laughs> I picked good seats, huh? Yeah, you did. Uh, well, yes, great seats. They were right. You know, the handicap row. That's that's where we sat. Um, there was on, there were seven people in the whole theater, but the it, it went by super quick. Movie was like hour fifteen, but about 20, 30 minutes in, I could have used the pause, a lap for my legs, a little stretch here, stretch there. I was definitely fidgeting a lot towards the halfway point, but I pushed through, and then the end of the movie was fantastic. So good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you guys have, uh, want to see a good movie, watch that. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what about you, Cheese? What are you scoring up with? Mine's is actually from two weeks ago because I didn't, I wasn't able to say it because it happened literally right after I left this house. Oh, that's uh, right. The, two weeks ago when we did the podcast. That was the day that. I popped the tire on my bike before I got I here. I popped the tire on my electric bike. And then uh, I got here. We did the podcast. I was pissed about that. And then driving home, I was on the freeway, and then I popped the tire on my car. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I pull up on the side of the road at 11, like 1030 at night, 11 o'clock at night. Dude, cars are going fast on the freeway. Maybe they're not. but No, they are. Yeah. When you're on the shoulder and these things are passing right here. I have like the miles, little flashlight. Twenty miles an hour feels like nothing. And the little to like, flashlight on my phone, just like I set it up, Jerry rigged it so uh, that like it would just shine towards people driving at me. Jesus, but, man! Um, Did you say Jerry rigged? Yeah. Isn't it Jimmy rigged? No, it's Jerry rigged. No, it's Jimmy. I think it's Jimmy rigged. It's who's time for who's Jimmy? Jimmy? Jerry with Dave? 
Who's Jimmy? I don't know, but apparently he's just really good at rigging things. Okay, there's Jimmy Rig. Jerry, Jury, or Jimmy Rig? Uh, I don't know about that. One of those three-word definitions. Jerry Rig was embraced not to refer to patchwork, and the New Age version of this reference would be Jimmy Rig. Mm. So this is the exact same thing. As, uh, <laughs> Everything that canon? Yeah. I'll allow it. It's the same thing as butt naked and buck naked. Mm-hmm. It's just it's Jerry just rigged is the old one and Jimmy rigged is the new one. Whatever. But that's what I'm scoring up with. Matt, what, what's your woe dude of the week? My woe dude of the week is that uh, Caleb's brother, Jared, he's like 19 now. He just celebrated his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, man. Uh, he beat Elden Ring before you. He did. He destroyed he's Elden so good Ring. At video games. Yeah, he is. It's stupid. Um, no, just that, like, it's weird that like, he's the baby of the family, and he's like, you know, I know we're all getting older, but, like, it doesn't register until certain people get Whenever to certain milestones. Him, go, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, so that's pretty crazy. But, yeah. What about you, Dom? What's your woe, dude? My woe, dude, is season six of Naruto. Yeah, you were going wild in the car. Dude. I didn't realize how active you are when you watch anime. Oh, my God. I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it. And it's, dude, I can't, I really can't talk about it till Matthew watches it. I vow to not talk to him about it until he sees it so I can talk to him about it. So you two have watched the entirety of Naruto. Yeah. Yeah. But you have not Seen watched Shippuden. after that. No. Gotcha. I always thought they were interchangeable. But here's the, here's the thing is Dalton wants me to watch it, but we share the same crunchy role. So I can't watch it till he's done because every time I watch it, I go back to season one. It doesn't like how Netflix will just take you to the most recent one. It doesn't do that. So Dawn has to come back and scroll. So I got to wait till he's done. And there's 21 seasons. So I got some time. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Matt? What's your woe, dude? My woe, dude, was Jared. Uh, David, what's your woe, dude? Yeah, David, what's your woe, dude? Uh, I got on this really wild uh, uh, rabbit hole from reading a book by Jim Carrey. Uh, it's his book. It's like a novel, but it's like a weird memoir. Which led me to his, to him being in Yes Man, which led me to him being in Fun with Dick and Jane because of the profit schemes, which led me to the plot of Fun with Dick and Jane, which led me to learn about Enron, which like I think we all know like the name Enron <laughs> yeah. and just like that it's like it was this big scandal and like big financial ruin thing, which then led me to the electrical, the California electricity crisis of 2001. Oh gosh. Which if you read about it, that shit was insane. Insane. Like really dug in just there. tons of blackout, tons of blackouts and stuff like that, but a whole bunch of market manipulation and price gouging from energy companies against the state of California, wow. mainly Enron. Damn. And just like one of the techniques that they used was that companies would get a like bonus or a, uh, a fee for alleviating electricity congestion. So if too much electricity is going one way, it like clogs up the the channels. Mm-hmm. So if if a company can figure out how to you know get stop that from happening, they get uh they get a bonus or they get something like that. So what these companies would do and run one of them, they would specifically send all of their energy through one route themselves, creating this traffic jam. Damn. And then they would redirect it themselves but it looks like you're so they would send it the opposite way get the bonus for that and then just send it on these different routes back down to where it was supposed to go originally damn 
So they're just making a U-turn, two U-turns to get back down and making money on the way there. That wow. was one of the ways they did that. And it said like, at one point, what cost two cents per kilowatt hour, they were paying 12 cents per kilowatt hour, but they could only charge homeowners six cents. So they were, they went bankrupt. Uh, Damn. But it's, it's what fucking capitalism, man. Deregulation. Yeah. It's insane. But yeah, that was my, whoa, dude. Sorry. It was really long. Matt, what, what are you stoked on? What got you stoked this week? Uh, I'm stoked for, I mean, for all of us, but like, I'm stoked for Dalton's UCLA program. I'm super fucking pumped on that. Uh, I'm excited to see him crush that. I'm excited to go watch this play when it comes out that you're mm-hmm. directing. Um, so yeah, I'm super stoked on that. And I'm, I'm also stoked for next season. Like I'm, even though this is, we're literally recording right now, like I'm excited to come back after, you know, the extended period of time that we're going to have and kind of see what we structure we want to go with, what Let's new see things we're, we're bringing. Yeah. That'll be a cool little, uh fast forward into the future hell yeah so uh what about what about you dalton um i think i'm stoked for all the things you just said um i'm also stoked for uh, a great reason i have uh, broken one of matthew's great records at the gym Duh. and not just me but that, also caleb is admirable and and jp yeah man i i so listen there's like one workout i really really like it Angie, it's 100 pull-ups, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 air squats. I really like that workout. It's fun for me. For the longest time, I had the record at the gym. It was like 14 minutes, 16 seconds. I was very lean. I was very mean. I got it done, right? And then today, I'm not as lean. I'm not as mean. And I was I was wearing a weight vest today and, you know, doing my push-ups. I look up at the clock and it says 12 minutes. And I look, JP's on his air squats. And I look, and Dalton and Caleb had to do it in a different order, but they were on their pull-ups. And I was like, man, I'm going to see my baby die three times today. <laughs> and he did. I did. They crushed me. He, I think his time was like 14.26. No, 14.16. 14.16. And Caleb got 13.29, and I got 13.30. Wow. Yeah. That's Just absolutely fast. destroyed. It was annoying. I'm pissed. That's what it is. But yeah. So it hurts when you lose by a second. And what about you, Cheese? Uh, everything we talked about, your incentive, your thing, my show. And uh, I'm going to be back here in a couple days to show you guys one of my new favorite movies. Uh, I think you're both going to really like it. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Really We've already talked about it. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped on that. Uh, I'm going to buy popcorn. I just, think, I just think you guys will really like the the themes of the movie. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. Uh, we're going to watch it. We're going right. to watch it. Yeah, we are. All right, made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening to this. We really value your ear and we appreciate your time. Until next time. Until next time, guys. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.